Welcome to Crofting Matters, topical discussions on crofting matters throughout the year. My name is Siobhan McDonald. In this episode, I'm joined by Sarah Balfour, who farms a herd of suckler cows and produces pedigree bulls up in Tom and Town. Sarah also works as a beef livestock specialist with SAC Consulting. We're discussing today how to select replacements for the suckler herd. Hello, Sarah. What's happening at home at present? At home just now, Siobhan, our heifers, they've recently calved. So the heifers at home, uh, we calve at two years of age. They were calved last month in July and they calved to a limousin bull this year. Oh, very good. Has it gone well? So far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> good. What would you say is a good starting point when you're selecting heifers as breeding replacements? Heifer selection is extremely important. Uh, let's not forget that these animals, these heifers, are setting your herd up for the future. So it's important to get the right type of heifer that suits your system and your herd. So a good starting point is to think about what makes a cow profitable, what makes a good cow. So fertility, she rears a calf every year, she calves unassisted, she's got good milking ability, good feet, good legs. And the other key thing to think about would be temperament. Um, research has shown that flighty cows actually wean lighter calves, but from a safety point of view, on many farms and crofts, there's a lot of loan working. You know, it's better for, for management and handling if these cows have a quiet, docile temperament. Yeah, and I guess when you, if you've got cows on your common grazing as well, mixing with other cows and then other folk are coming in to help handle them, you want quieter animals for sure. When you're selecting heifers, what are you looking for? What should you do to pinpoint which ones are best? Uh, you should always think about the dam. So think about the cow. Is she a good milky cow? And you want really to aim to keep heifers from the best cows and the top performing cows in the herd. Always select your heifer replacements with maternal characteristics in mind, such as milk and fertility. And fertility is key. Thinking about fertility, heifers born out of the cows that have been calved in the first three weeks of the calving period, they're likely to have increased fertility. And also these heifers that are born earlier in the calving um, season, they're likely to be uh, more of a suitable size and weight for bulling and being able to calve at two years of age. For many crofters, they might not have that many cows to choose from, but it's still important to choose the right ones. And I suppose with a smaller herd as well, it's easier to know your cows, isn't it? It's, it's easier to keep track of which ones are the best. Sarah, before heifers go to the bull, what size should they be? Uh, heifers should be at least 60% of their mature body weight when they go in with the bull. But when we put that into the the crofting scenario, it's unlikely that every croft has weigh scales or the ability to be able to weigh their heifers. So a sort of general rule of thumb and a good way of looking at it from a crofting point of view would be, is that heifer approximately three quarters of the size that she would be when she's a mature cow within the herd? But I would also say as well, it's important don't just pick heifers on size alone because you risk losing some of the maternal traits that we spoke about earlier and you also have the risk of increasing mature cow size and weight over time. And for larger herds, how many heifers would you keep as replacements? What's the target? Okay, so the industry target 
for keeping replacements is less than 15%. But there's really two main things to think about when you're considering how many heifers you should keep for replacements. So cow longevity, how long your cows are lasting for, what your current culling policy is, how old heifers are when they calve, because herds calving at two years of age need less replacements. What other checks can you do to help you with choosing your replacements? Crofters and farmers may want to consider getting the vet out to carry out a pre-breeding check, which is a manual assessment of the reproductive organs. So basically, the vet will put his hand inside the heifer. He'll just check that she's got a uterus, that the uterus is functional. There's two ovaries. At that point, he can check also that heifer has reached sexual maturity and that she's cycling so that when she does go in with the bull, she should get in calf. And they may also want to consider pelvic measuring. And what is pelvic measuring? How is it done? What does it tell us? Pelvic measuring is really another tool in the selection process when you're picking potential breeding replacements. So it involves measuring the height and the depth of the heifer's pelvis to calculate her pelvic area, which is then used to determine whether that animal, that heifer, for its age, has a large or small pelvis. This can be used to then identify and weed out heifers that have small or abnormal pelvises who could potentially have calving difficulties, which could result in a caesarean. Is it quite a new thing then? Is it relatively recent? Yeah, it's a a relatively new management tool that farmers use in the selection process. Uh, The first time I saw it myself was a couple of years ago um, when the local vet came out to the Murrayshire Monitor Farm where the pelvic measured a batch of potential replacement heifers with the idea being to check for any abnormalities within the pelvis area and to try and um, select heifers which should, in theory, have unassisted. If you're not keeping your own heifers for replacements and you're buying in replacements, what do you advise folk to look for? So a key thing that crofters and farmers should think about and be aware of when buying in breeding replacements is the risk of buying in disease. So you want to look at the health status of those heifers that you're going to potentially buy so that you reduce the risk of buying in a disease such as yonis. You want to try, if you can, and buy a batch of heifers that have come from from one farm. If you can, try and build a relationship with another farmer who sells heifers so that you can pick from his first draw heifers because there is always a risk if you go to the mart on a sale day for example, just an ordinary store cattle sale and you see one or two nice heifers or heifers that you think you'd like to breed from, they could potentially be that um, farmer's second or third draw heifers. So he could potentially have kept his best ones for himself. His second draw heifers could have been sold to another farmer on farm. So those heifers that you see coming round the, the ring that you quite like the look of could be what we call the third draw heifers and they may not necessarily be what you you know what you're looking for yeah health status would be a key thing and to consider and think about when you're buying in heifers and there are quite a few specialist heifer breeders about as well and folk who are breeding really good maternal cows 
and breeding specifically for that market. So that's a good place to go, a good place to, to build a relationship with. So you know what you're getting each time. That's right. And I would say if you do need to, to buy in replacements, then definitely go to a breeding sale. So a sale that is marketing potential breeding heifers, whether it's bull and heifers or in calf heifers. Um, and they tend to have the better health status. They may have been tested free of diseases such as yonis and IBR, lepto. Um, so the risk of buying in disease or buying in something you don't necessarily want from the store ring, you've avoided that. And Sarah, what are the advantages of calving at two or two and a half or three? What should you aim for and why? So for farmers and crofters that calve their heifers at two years of age, there's a number of advantages to doing so. Heifers calved at two years of age are generally more productive over their lifetime as they've produced one more calf for their time in the herd versus a heifer who's calved at three years of age. You should need less heifers to be kept for replacements. Another advantage is if that heifer doesn't go in calf, you still have a young heifer to sell. And most importantly for me and for our system at home, if the heifer loses a calf at birth, she can be finished and sold off the farm under 30 months of age. It should make for easier management on the farm. There should be less groups of cattle of different ages to manage. But crucially, heifers calving at two, they do need to be carefully managed and it won't fit everyone's system. It may not be possible for everyone to calve heifers at two and it might be more practical, especially in the case of a crofter, to calve heifers at, say, two and a half due to other work commitments, which may mean that he's not on the farm to calve heifers at two because the timings just maybe don't fit with other commitments. Also, trying to get a heifer to the right body weight to calve at two is going to be quite tricky in some places. But I suppose it'll depend on the breed of cow as well. But if you're on you know, rougher ground and you're having to buy in quite a lot of concentrate feed, you know the economics don't stack up and it becomes much more difficult to attain that. So then you're aiming for three years old, aren't you? Yeah, no, that's that's right, Siobhan. And again, it goes back to what we were saying at, at the start, that you should select your heifers based on the type of cow that suits your system and the type of cow that works for your system and your management practices. And the same principles for sheep? What would you say oh. for choosing your ewe replacements? So, yeah, if you work along the same same lines, the same principles when thinking about selecting yow lambs for breeding, you need to consider lamb weight. But again, don't just select on size alone because you might end up moving away from maternal characteristics. But I would say key things to think about when picking your ewe lambs are don't keep female replacements from the yows that are persistently lame, you know, have prolapsed or are poor mothers. And really, record keeping is key for making the right breeding decisions. What are your top three considerations in choosing replacement heifers? What would you do at home? For me and for us at home, when we're selecting heifers, most importantly, is the mother, is the dam. You know, was she a good cow? Has she always been a good breeding cow? Is she a good milky cow? you know does she breed the right type of calf that we want in our system and most importantly does she calve unassisted for anyone 
when they're thinking of heifer selection and selecting their breeding replacements, it really is important to think about what suits your system and what's the right type of cow for you. Because what works for you won't necessarily work for your neighbour or for someone else. Well, thank you very much, Sarah. Thanks for all your expertise. For anybody who wants to know more, we've also got some video diaries from Scottish farmers who are all selecting different breeds and they're calving at either two or two and a half or three. And you can find those videos on YouTube under Scotland's Farm Advisory Service. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Crofting Matters. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, follow and subscribe to our show. Leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. And if you'd like to get in touch, you can find our contact details in the show notes below. If you enjoyed listening to Crofting Matters, you may enjoy some of our other podcasts, such as Stock Talk, a monthly panel show featuring timely advice and expertise on managing your livestock. Come back next month for more Crofting Matters. The Farm Advisory Service Podcast. Audio advice on livestock, crops and soils, environment, rural business and more. Brought to you in association with the Scottish Government.